T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back live with more of Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. 37 starts for the 49ers, both at guard and at tackle. Where do you see yourself position-wise in the NFL and why? Definitely interior. Why I believe interior is because I feel like my skill set fits most with that. I'm a pretty powerful guy, I believe, and I can stay with most guys, especially in that little space. So I definitely feel like that would be the best. Do you mind the term road grader? Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Do you think that's what you do? Do you, you play with that kind of power? Yes, sir. I just try to be the most physical guy on the field. That was Mike Keith talking to Nate Davis, new guard for the Chicago Bears. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron here on 670 The Score. And, of course, Nate Davis signing a three-year, $30 million deal with the Bears, of which 19 point, What a random number. 19.25 <laughs> is guaranteed. Like, where the hell did he come up with the two, extra 250? Like, Maybe they offered, like, 18.95. And like, no, you better give me 19.45. Yeah. And said, you know what? Let's settle. That's just uh, yeah, right. You, I, I can't wait to ask you more about these contract <laughs> negotiations because I just, if it's me, they'd be like, Gabe, hey, we think we're going to give you thirty million. Yes, yes. <laughs> but if they gave Slap you thirty point two five million, man, I, I wouldn't get to that point because I would have said yes or I would. It was my understanding that there would be no math. My bad. Another quarter million. Bank. Someone that knows Nate Davis well is about to hang out with us right now. Joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He covers the Titans uh, on ESPN for NFL Nation. Very good guy. Uh, of course, I'm talking about none other than Teron Davenport. Uh, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, listening to the contract I uh, talked before uh, you had me on. Maybe he said, you know, I need another half a million. And uh, it, it got it got up to that that two fifty. Yeah, two fifty. Who knows? I know. I mean, would would you turn down the extra point two five mil, Terod? I mean, I, I feel like that's no. worth worth trying for. Yeah, it, it's like those old monster commercials. If you remember them, it said never settle. Right? So they always look for more. <laughs> you know, I always I always say that in negotiations, but I think when it gets to that kind of a number. <laughs> It's hard. You're, like, you're already getting 19. Not, of I, got, course, I'm good. I don't have that money, so I cannot talk, speak on that. But I'm just thinking. Like, I'd be that, like that yeah, Gabe Ramirez deal. That's yeah, I'm is. going to Chicago. Yeah. I'll probably, you know, sign some sort of endorsement deal somewhere that'll give me another 250. I'm not, I don't want to sweat that. Anyway, Teron, you would know better than anybody. Uh, if he's worth that extra 250000 based on what you've seen over the years, you know, what can you tell us? Immediate standouts from a guy like Nate Davis. Yeah, no, this is a good signing for for the Bears, uh, especially if they want to 
establish themselves as a running football team. Uh, obviously, with Justin Fields, you're going to balance it out. But I, I think when you look at what he brings to the table, he's very, very good as a run blocker. There is some area for improvement when it comes to pass pro, but, I mean, he's a solid player. Uh, you, you go back to his rookie year or even go back to when he was in college at at, uh, at Charlotte, he played guard and tackle, but then even coming out of Charlotte, I remember talking to him, and, and he learned how to play center. So that's something else that, you know, he brings to the table. Obviously, at that money, he's going to be a guard. But then you also look at just coming out, he had what they call a frog stance. Like, he was really low in his stance, um, and, and he adjusted that. So I say all that to say, like, he's willing to put the work in. He'll learn the playbook. He'll he'll have everything down, and he instantly improves the rushing attack. That's for sure. And so with that in mind, you, you mentioned that he spent some time as an amateur playing some center. Right now, Bears fans are, are trying to figure out where, you know, Tevin Jenkins is a player who was a tackle in college. They bump him into guard eventually, mm-hmm. and he really mm-hmm. seemed to show a lot of promise as a right guard. That's where Nate Davis played. So how much did the Titans end up moving him around? It sounds like he was mainly a right guard, was he not? Yeah, he had all of his starts at at right guard. And it's funny because (laughs) I'm thinking back to his rookie camp. I remember walking by him, and he was was on one knee. And I was like, man, they got got it. He looks like he's ready to pass out. And sure enough, they came and got him and it took him inside. It was an adjustment to the heat. And then he also had a concussion at rookie camp. And he kind of dealt with that the first few weeks. His first start came, I want to say, week five against the Falcons. Um, I believe it was week five. But I know it was against Atlanta. And imagine as an interior guy, the first person that you're going against is Grady Jarrett. That, that was a tough mm. assignment. But he held his own. And he started – Every time he played ever since, there have been, you know, he was placed on IR. I think it was an ankle uh, at, at the end of uh, last season. He missed uh, two games, I want to say. But for the most part, that's a guy that, yeah, he's going to, you put him in at right guard, he's going to solidify it for you. I mean, Derrick Henry ran for 2K a couple years ago, and he had a big part in that. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. I mean, obviously, you know, having the opportunity to block for a guy like, like Derrick Henry and, Man, I mean, we're happy to have him here. I mean, what do you think about the notion where obviously the Bears felt comfortable last season with a guy like Tevin Jenkins at right guard? Now you bring in Nate Davis. Is he someone that that, that can move through the line? Or or do you feel like, you know, he himself is going to want to stay right there and Tevin Jenkins might be the guy that's asked to move? I think they'll probably flip Tevin Jenkins to to the left side, left guard, or or – I don't, I'm not sure what your guard situation is, but I, I, I think it, you know Nate Davis signing him at that at that amount, the the 19.25 guaranteed. I'm pretty sure they're doing that to bring him in to play the position that he excelled at uh, with the Titans. What do you think about Taylor Lewan's future in football? We had a caller earlier ask about him. Mm-hmm. He spent a, a you know the majority of his career, his entire career up to this point with the Tennessee Titans. He's on the other side of 30 at this point, and the Bears could use a lot of help on the offensive line. And Taylor Lewan did tweet out a little bit earlier about the uh, about the Nate Davis signing. Of course, they, they've been able to play together here. Is Taylor Lewan a guy who you think could still play football at a high level? Yeah, I, it, it's tough because you had the the injuries, the two torn ACLs in, in three years, and uh, that's that was a tough thing for him. I remember him coming back from the first one. Chandler Jones smoked him for five sacks in the season opener, and he gradually got back to his old self. 
I think he could still play, but the thing that I would be curious about is is just from a if you see him, he's not built the same way that that he was before. As far as like from, he's not as as, as heavy. Like he looks a lot lighter. So I don't know how that will work as far as you know getting that weight back on and being able to to play. Um, it, it's tough because I know the first ACL injury, there were different things with the recovery that just didn't work out well. And he's working on some things with that. But then the second one, apparently, uh, it, it's a much better situation. But you also have to look. He has a lot off the field as well. I mean, I think he has a future in broadcasting or sideline reports, something on TV, I'll put it that way, because he has that personality. I mean, how many offensive linemen do you see who have uh, jerseys selling really well? And he was one of the most popular Titans. And you go to a game, Nissan Stadium, you see 77 all over the place. So I'm not sure what's left for him. I know, you know, the Bustin' with the Boys podcast that he has with Will Compton is one that they really – are pushing this with Barstool Sports, and, you know, that's a, a, a top-level podcast, so they have that going. So it's one of those things. We'll see what happens. I, I don't think he plays, though. Uh, we're talking to Teron Davenport here on 670 The Score, Titans reporter for ESPN. And it's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron. You know, not only do you cover the Titans, but obviously, you know, you have your hand as a draft analyst as well. I know you, you cover that mm-hmm. closely. You pointed out in a tweet that, you know, that number three slot is now the, the new coveted quarterback, you know, placeholder for some teams out there. What do you think uh, could potentially happen or what teams do you think will be in the mix for that Arizona draft pick? Yeah, I thought I thought honestly that the Raiders would be a team that would be in the mix for it. But obviously, you know, with them signing Garoppolo and reuniting him with Josh McDaniels, it's a different situation. I tell you honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if the Titans moved up to it. I know they like C.J. Stroud a lot, but uh, Anthony Richardson, if he is there, I, I I think that's something that they might do. But it's just really like, how are you going to develop uh, that that quarterback? I think Richardson has to fall in the right place in order to really reach that potential. So, um, but yeah, the Titans are a team. Uh, you, you look, Detroit is a possibility with, with the Jared Goff situation. You know, being their temporary guy, so I could see those teams, but. I mean, that's the thing about the draft. You never know. And uh, at, at the combine, I talked to Monty Austin Fort um, at, at the podium, and I asked him about that number three spot. And he said it's absolutely uh, something that they would be willing to trade out of. And he said he didn't get any calls at that point, but I would imagine that's starting to heat up now. What do you think ends up happening with Derrick Henry? Yeah. That's a tough one to call. <laughs> you sounded hurt, Teron. Teron, you sounded hurt right there. There's some Bears yeah, fans he, who are getting excited about that as a potential upgrade to the running back room here in Chicago. Yeah, it, you know, so with, with Henry, and before I get into Henry, remember Luke Steckel is, is you know, is, is there working with the, with the Bears now. So there is a tie. Um, but with, with Derrick Henry, you know, you, you try – you always want to be objective, right? But I mean, like, there are some guys you can't help but become a fan of. And like, I, I I'm a fan of Derrick Henry's game. I, I I love watching him play. So if he were to leave, that's why I had that that pain in my voice when I when you asked me about that. But it's it's one of those. I'm not sure. I know that they had shopped him. I I know that to be true. But how you interpret the word shopped is is. There's many ways to do that. I think he does remain with the team. I I, I really do. Um, I hope he does. It, it, you know, because 
if they do trade him, that's really going to signify, hey, look, you know, they're they're looking to, you know, really turn this roster over. And you look at the contract situation, he has a big number this year, but next year they could part with him and it's only like 4.25 million. There was a 0.25 number again. <laughs> it's only it's only that much in, uh, in, in dead money. So I think they hold on to him and move on next year. It'd be interesting, man. It'd be interesting to see what happens with the squad. And I, I, I do love the idea of the Titans trading up. I, I love trades and I love just throwing, you know, a bunch of wrenches in the mix. You know, that's what you look for as a fan at this time of year, because, you know, that's exactly what you hope happens. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Teron, I appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Uh, I look forward to getting a couple bow ties in the mail, you know, so I can yeah, look as spiffy right. as you do on TV. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, uh, and, and then there's some rice and peas for us next time you come to, to Chicago. All right. Hey, that's funny. You said I'm literally, Right over top of a, a plate of brown stew chicken with rice and peas and cabbage, man. <laughs> and you know I, all I heard it. I heard it in my ear, and I was like, I know what's up with. I know what's going on with Teron right now. All right, hey Teron, I appreciate you, man. Have a great night. Look forward to talking to you again soon. All right, for sure. Take it easy, Teron Davenport. Of course, covering the Titans for ESPN. I heard it. My best friend's Jamaican, yeah. so I, I heard it in okay. there. But then I was like. Don't look like an idiot and be like, <laughs> so you're Jamaican, like, and throw it in there casually. But then I said, yeah. you know what? I don't care. I'm going to do it. So I tried to throw it in. Oh, thank God he was eating rice and peas. So he got like some plantains in there, too, or something know, like that. You know a little jerk. Plantains, as uh, they would call it. And you know, it's funny, you know, because there's so many, I know, tangent for a second, there's so many similarities between Jamaican culture and Puerto Rican culture okay. that you don't even realize it. You know what I mean? As, as a Puerto Rican, because you, mm. you, you never go to Jamaica. You don't, you know, I, uh, and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. But, like, there's so many, like, plantains, you would never think of that. Gola Champagne, Champagne Cola is like so big in Jamaica, but like we have our own version of it. They okay. call they call it water bread. We call it pan soao, which is yeah. like just like a sweet bread, but you know just different variations of it. So the culture is very similar. Okay. Obviously, being in the Caribbean there. Yeah. Uh, but but shout out to Tehran and and all the Jamaican. There's a lot of Jamaican people in Chicago. See, my, my wife is Cape Verdean, and I mean oh. that's nowhere near the Caribbean, but it's kind of a, a Portuguese. It's basically like a blend of African and Portuguese. Okay. It's Cape Verdean, and for them, their sweet bread is called masada. And that, so that's okay. kind of their Portuguese sweet bread that they it's eat wild. in Cape Verde. Yeah, they, I love you know, it. A lot of you island folk. Got, you know. got all your different versions. Hey. <laughs> Let's go on a cruise someday. All <laughs> right, so, um, you know, we're going to take a, a break from the Bears for just a second because there is another team that is trying to inch towards mm. the playoffs, and that is the Chicago Bulls. They are winners of their last couple of games, and, and it's going to be interesting what this stretch run will look like. Can they make it into that playoff uh, space? And then Ant and I are going to talk about it after mm-hmm. the break, uh, and then we'll get back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Some Bears coverage as well. It's Gabriel Ramirez, Anthony Heron, talking all Bears and a little bit of Bulls on the other side. Don't go anywhere. It's 670, the score. We're back live with more of Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. All right. I have an, I have some names in mind when it comes to the Chicago Bears team and who they potentially could have on this roster come next year. Mm-hmm. Anthony Heron. All right. And the good thing is I get to this is the best part about having a former NFL player on the team. If I could just be like, I have these stupid ideas, and uh, or not stupid, but I have ideas, and you, right. you can reel them in for me. All right. So I want to talk best. about the, you know, we were just talking with uh, Teron Davenport about, you know, the, the potential of Derrick Henry being on a different team next year. And when you're looking at this Bears squad, I, I don't want to talk about, I'm not talking about starters. Okay. So I want to put that out there from the very beginning. I'm not right. throwing out these names as starters. What I'm throwing the, these names out for is so you can go, huh, that's that's an awesome backup. Or that's a, that's an awesome number two. Or I things can see, that make you go. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Right? Hmm. So so when I see some of these names of potential running backs that are still out there to be had and, and probably will be for some weeks as, as that process drags on, I'm looking at some of these names and I'm like, I wouldn't be upset if Kareem Hunt somehow, right. some way made his, you know, made a trek over to Chicago, a 27-year-old running back who, you know, had to deal with, you know, what he had to deal with. Yeah. And now he's, you know, still performing at a high level, splitting carries last season, still an extremely capable running back. A guy like Raheem Mostert. Okay. Even though he's 30, right? Like some uh, uh, guys whose names you know but can still contribute when you're thinking about the running back position. Guys that haven't fallen off a cliff. Yeah. But that can still help you. And no shade of Khalil Herbert. Love Khalil Herbert. Uh, but, you know, as we've learned over the years, you need multiple bodies in that uh-huh. room in order to have a productive running back position. So, you know, let's start there. When you when you yep. hear a guy like Kareem Hunt, now, of course – Probably going to go to a different team, you know. But again, I'm talking about that that cut from that cloth. Twenty seven to thirty two, you know, is proven in the league yeah. and might not cost you an arm and a leg, and and wouldn't mind coming into potentially, depending on what the running back room looks like, can be a guy that comes in and says, eh, I'm, I think I'm better than everybody here, and, yeah. I, and if given the opportunity, I can be that. And that's an interesting thing because we've certainly seen Khalil Herbert you know, throughout his his Bears career so far. When he's gotten the opportunity, he's been productive with the football in his hands, but he hasn't been as effective in, in the other ways. And so there's always been a separating factor. Maybe, you know, public doesn't always recognize it, but I'm confident internally there's always been a recognition of what David Montgomery has over Khalil Herbert. Like, hey, we got to get the ball in Herbert's hands because he's he's shown himself as being a, a consistently effective ball carrier, but especially with the way this current offense operates, we need somebody who can catch the rock. We need somebody who can pass protect. Khalil Herbert hasn't separated himself in that regard, so he's got some steps forward to take. But to your point, if a Kareem Hunt were to come in, if, if a Raheem Mostert were to come in, you got guys with more juice to their game than what David Montgomery brings to the table. And I was just assuming even if David Montgomery returns here, right. I'm going to operate in a world where David Montgomery continues with the Chicago Bears. I believe the Bears love him. Love I this. think he loves the Bears. and I love him too. And with good reason, with good reason. He's been the consummate bear in his time here in Chicago. But 
he just doesn't have that top gear. He's he's not a big touchdown threat. You know, he's one of those guys where when he when he gets by Tremaine Edmonds when they, when the Bears played the Bills and David Montgomery runs by Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds knows. All right, I'm gonna run that dude down. Even though I'm a lot taller and heavier and everything else, but I'm just much faster than him. So you know what? You ran by us like a blur, but you didn't hit another gear, so we're going to run you down. He doesn't strike fear in the heart of opponents in that manner. Raheem Mostert, though, has got more juice to him. You know, Kareem Hunt has more juice to him in that regard, and maybe having that veteran that steps in to enhance the Bears' running back room, there's maybe a different energy in the room in that regard. Now, David Montgomery would continue to be the guy who all around probably brings the most to the table, but to enhance the running back position, it doesn't feel to me like the Bears are yet in a spot where, you know, I, I know a lot of folks are disappointed they weren't able to, you know, like New York is going to keep Saquon Barkley in there for at least another season with the franchise tag. Let's assume he signs it. But, you know, if, if he's going to continue with the Giants, all right, so he's not going anywhere. Who's the next best back on the market? There's a lot of different options that could end up here in Chicago. Bijan Robinson in the draft. Don't hey, tell don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Because you know how hyped I am about him. That's my thing, man. I think he's going to be an excellent football player, but top 10. Like right, you, no. tell, you tell me you want to keep trading down. That's one thing. You don't need to draft a running back in the top 10 for where your franchise is at at the moment. You're not a running back away. And, you know, for the Bears, they need somebody who's a, an immediate, a definitive, high-level contributor at a more key position than running back drafted in the top 10. So Raheem Mostert would be a, a great enhancement. Kareem Hunt would be a great enhancement to the running back room that I think suits where the Bears are at as a franchise, right. where their roster is at at the moment. And I look at I look at some of the other guys that are out there, right? Because, of course, there are some that are going to be coveted by other teams, a Miles Sanders, right? A, even a David Montgomery, I'm sure other teams would feel highly about yeah. his skill set and what he can offer to their team. But there are other guys out there, people that, that, that are younger than we think, hmm. right? Like a guy like Chase Edmonds. Mm. I, th- mm. I would have thought he was 34, right? <laughs> he's 26, okay. right? And yeah. then, uh, Jamal Williams from Detroit, right? He's, he's a free agent, 27. Uh, you know, even like Dante, Deontay Foreman uh, from Carolina last year had some 26. Like mm. Boston Scott, you thought, he, you thought he was like a villain in the WWE, like <laughs> things like that because of how old they are, but he's 27. So And actually even like right now, Austin Eckler is apparently trying to get out from the Chargers right now. Yeah, he's looking for a trade. Now, is somebody willing to trade for Austin Eckler? If they do, what are they willing to trade for him? What's the value of a guy like that who's in an offense with an exceptionally gifted quarterback with other playmakers and talent around him and what's shown itself as a good offensive system so his touchdown production is just all around yardage production has been exceptional in his career. But is he somebody who you think Austin Eckler comes in and makes us a completely different offense? We can build our offense around him. He's never been viewed as that guy yeah. during his pro career, but there will be some value there for him. But it's a little different than bringing in a free agent who you might think is, is similar in talent yeah. to Austin Eckler versus saying we got to give something up to bring that guy in. Which will be tough. Uh, but he is only 27, to your point. That's what yeah. popped out in my head. Like, he's another guy who's been around the block, but isn't that old yet. And, and I'm going to ask you a question about that in just a second. Uh, we do want to take your phone calls, 312-644-6767. I, I want to know what direction you think the Bears should go in next in free agency. Uh, you know, what position specific, spe- specifically would you like them to tackle? And, and before we get to the phone lines, and. I want to live in the space of age for just a second okay. because as, as an NFL, as a former NFL athlete, when you're looking at age, you know, clearly these guys are 
younger than we think. And that's that's only in dating, but oh, not okay. not in football. Uh, <laughs> not in football. So yeah. what what Careful. age is that for you? When it comes to you know what, when the body changes over to a side mm. that is 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 a little bit more. I don't want. I'm going to use damage, but that's the yeah. easy way out. Yeah. But you know what age is that for you? As someone who was an executive mm. uh, at, in the Arena Football League, ran teams. You know what is that for you? Because for common folk like us, if you're in your 30s, you hear 26, 27, and you wish to the heavens above yeah. that you can go back to that time because that's probably when you were at your physical peak. But for you, you know, what, what is that age in your mind where that, 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 that the mountaintop is? It, it differs by position. You know, it, okay. it's one thing for us to, to think where Jets fans are really excited about Aaron Rodgers, even though he's in his late 30s. But we see some of these other examples now and the, the way the sport has transitioned where quarterbacks are playing deeper and deeper into their 30s and in some cases into their 40s now. And the, the sport has evolved in a way that protects quarterbacks at such a high level. So viewing that through the lens of, of how quarterback ages, quarterbacks are aging better than they ever have. Running backs, now the sport has transitioned so much where Derrick Henry, who's still 29 at this point, you know, we were talking to uh, Teron Davenport about him earlier with the Titans. He's 29, but got a whole lot of miles on him, and he's unique in that regard where you're not accustomed to seeing teams just saying, we got our one main rock total who's going to get hundreds and hundreds of carries every single season and showcase the durability that Derrick Henry has throughout his career. So Derrick Henry's 29 is has a lot more that that's just been on his he's got a lot more mileage on him than an Austin Eckler. Right. You know, who hasn't had that volume of touches throughout his career has been productive, but between the two where Kareem Hunt has spent so much of his career sharing carries with other talented running backs, it's different in evaluating that versus evaluating a guy like a Derrick Henry. So it just it depends on the individual prospect, the individual player. But if you were to throw out a number, if you were to just, you know, in your mind you're just like, you know what, Gabe, I would say this is an age that it's a Well, like for, for a defensive lineman, hitting the other side of 30, similar to running okay, back, but that's just a really physical position. But then an offensive lineman on the other side of 30, you're not quite as concerned with that from an age perspective because that, that's, not a, that's not a position that requires as many explosive and sudden movements. So an offensive lineman, like even a Taylor Lewan, if a Taylor Lewan can show that he's healthy, even though he's had multiple surgeries, then he'll be evaluated in a different way then a guy like, you know, let, let's say Javon Hargrave was coming off a bunch of injuries right. or something like that. Similar in age and very physical positions, but they'll give deference to an offensive lineman just because it's a position that on the other side of 30, you still feel like, you know what? Say you got your elbow bandaged up and you got braces on both knees and you've had a back surgery in the past, but you know what? We feel like you can still find a way to get by because there's not as many, the, the, the movement. Right. You can stay in front of someone. Right. Right. (laughs) And so it just, it depends a little bit by position, but especially once you start approaching 30 as a running back, that red flag starts to go up. You can be on the other side of 30 as an offensive lineman and still be viewed as a guy who's got a lot of good football remaining in him, just depending on what your injury resume has been up to that that point. He's Anthony Heron. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670, the score, taking your calls on the Bears. Love to just, you know, celebrate with you, I guess is what we would call it. Let's go to Brian out in Evanston. So, Brian, you know, when you look at the direction of the Bears heading, heading uh, as free agency continues, uh, what direction would you like them to go in in terms of position? Yeah, well, I think today, first off, was a great day for Chicago Bears football. I think we're in the midst of a couple-year rebuild to get us into the promised land of back to the Super Bowl. 
Uh, so I think today was an awesome day. Going forward, would love to see them continue to compile high potential, high quality assets. Uh, even if that means, for example, in the draft, taking the best available at the John Robinson or running back, he could be a future stud in this league. So, so go for it, right? Uh, same thing in free agencies. I think it, I think we're at a point where we want to continue to compile best available, um, and just you know keep building upon the assets and depth for the team. Because again, this isn't we're not going to go to the Super Bowl next year. Playoffs, maybe uh, best case scenario. So, I love the direction we're headed. Would love your thoughts on on my take. Thanks for the call, Brian. Appreciate it. Um, I know I know how you feel about Bijan Robinson, but yeah. but you know everything else he said. What thoughts on that? Uh, there's a there's basically kind of a Venn diagram of which positions affect winning most, mm. and I don't think the the Bears are not at a point yet where where running back is not going to be at the top of that Venn diagram for how much it affects winning and and how much you need that premium spot to be elite for you. So they're they're not they're not in a spot yet to take a running back in the top ten. Uh, I don't believe, but uh, as far as the the assets that they've gained via the draft, it's not great. It's not it's not the desirable spot right now to have so many spaces between having the number nine pick and I think their next pick is the number sixty one pick in the draft. So that that's a that's a lot of guys who are going to come off the board between your two picks this season. It's not preferable, but then from there, you know, you'll, you'll have several picks coming up beyond that, and certainly in the years to come here, you'll you'll have more and more picks. So it's not preferable to be in that spot, but it's where they're at at the moment here. But in in the draft and in free agency, I don't think the Bears are in a, in a spot yet where they can just say, Let, let's just draft on physical potential. We did see Ryan Pace miss on that quite a bit, drafting Leonard Floyd in the top ten. He was a guy who was who had a lot of physical potential. And didn't develop here in Chicago. Kevin White, a guy in the top 10 with a lot of physical potential that didn't develop here. Of course, Mitchell Trubisky, a guy with physical potential, tools, traits that didn't develop here. So we've seen that story frequently with the Bears. And it's one thing if you have a veteran roster like the – it's okay if the Eagles miss on a receiver or a DB because they're so deep and talented where it doesn't matter. The 49ers are QB proof, so it doesn't matter – you know, if Trey Lance has shown he can do anything yet at QB, the Bears just don't have that kind of roster at this point. The, the Bears got a hit on folks, so they I don't think they can get away with flyers right now. You know, you certainly factor in physical traits. We know speed, like Sean played the clip that Iberflu said at this first press conference, gets track shoes out. They want guys who can run, so it's certainly a factor in how they're evaluating what they add to the roster talent-wise. But, you know, I, I don't – like, frankly, Tremaine Edmonds, that – again, like I said earlier, I've said it multiple times, I think, throughout the show tonight – by comparison to Roquan Smith, and both guys can run, Roquan's a better player. Now, we've talked through the ins and outs of why it still makes sense by last season. You don't come to terms with Roquan, and you know you, you decide to move on, and, and you end up being really bad, so you get the top pick. So on the whole, it should end up still being a, a productive way that that played out for the Bears. But you're paying Tremaine Edmonds, in a way, like one of the best linebackers in football, like a guy who's going to be extremely productive here in Chicago – Frankly, that that's not. He's been good. He's been excellent in Buffalo, surrounded by some some really high level defensive talent throughout a lot of his career. He hadn't been a game changing right. middle linebacker. You're hoping he develops into that in Chicago. So a bit of this with even Tremaine Edmonds is a bit of projection based off its physical profile, his age right now still being 24 as we sit here and look at it. But there at least is profound tackle production. And pass coverage, you know, production that's been there with deflections and things like that. 
Yeah, I think when we're talking about, you know, where the Bears stand right now and, you know, getting guys like that, and I think you mentioned also, you know, the the, the gap that exists between the nine pick and the 61st pick. Mm-hmm. And then you look at where the what, what uh, draft capital the Bears have this year, you do kind of wonder and say to yourself, you know, are they going to be in a position to maybe move on from, you know, package some of their picks or excuse me, from nine to fifty-three, that'll be the uh, the first one. Then sixty-one, mm. but package some of those picks to kind of get where they where they want to go, because you know when you look at the number nine pick, you know I I I I have a sick mind sometimes, and okay. and my my prep sometimes goes into like reading what other teams you know reporters are saying about them, but from like months ago, <laughs> it's a sick thing I do. I don't know. So I was I was looking at the Jets, you know, with all this talk about Aaron Rodgers playing for them, and how there were so many articles prior to all this happening. Uh, saying that the Jets were going to try to move up from the 13th spot and that they were going to be a trade partner with the Carolina Panthers for that number nine so that they can go up and get the offensive lineman that they wanted, Hmm. right? And so when you're looking at that and you're looking at other teams where, let's say, if you're you're operating under the assumption that the Texans are for sure going to get a wide receiver with that number 12 pick and you want to jump ahead of them because you value that top receiver, whether it be Quentin Johnston, or um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and you want to move up, well, those are other potential trade partners for the Chicago Bears. And then so when you're looking at that and you're saying, well, how can the Bears get some more draft capital to fill in that gap? Like, that's the way to do it, right? Find teams that are thirsty enough to move up to that number nine slot to jump ahead of some teams. Maybe you want to jump ahead of uh, the Philadelphia Eagles for for that prime offensive tackle. And then that way you can come and get that extra second, third round pick to get a couple more bodies in there. And I think... That's something that the Bears are valuing right now, operating kind of like the New England Patriots, where Bill Belichick's like, yeah, whatever, I'll keep trading down mm-hmm. and getting a bunch of guys because I know I can pick a diamond in the rough. And I really do feel like like Ryan Poles has that mindset as well. Like He feels as though his prep for the draft is yeah. so good that he can take someone in the latter rounds that he feels like can make a difference on this team. And his in-house development, that, that's been huge for Belichick as well. Just when, when they when they draft players mid to late rounds, that they can develop them once they get them within the Patriots' way. And that, that's going to have to be huge for the Bears with these young guys, whether you're talking the physical positions, the skill spots, how do you develop these guys into better football players who can play winning football for you and be really productive for a long it's time? It's so funny you say that because to hear development and Bears – doesn't go together, yeah. but from last season to the present, that's exactly what you saw, and, uh-huh. and it's really cool. Not only with Justin Fields, but guys like Braxton Jones, Kyler Gordon, you know, the members of this squad. Uh, we have a, a nice little update regarding Aaron Rodgers from our guy Sean Sears, our producer, holding us down right now. Uh, what you got for me? This is actually from reporter Brian Fantano. Aaron Rodgers, watch. The mood is tense. I have been on some serious, serious reports, but nothing quite like this. I, 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 I Ching. King is inside right now. I tried to get an interview with him, but they said, nope, you can't do that. He's a live bear. He will literally rip your face off. Hey, you're making me look stupid. Get out here, jerk. Great story. Compelling and rich. So we don't know what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Oh, okay. All right. uh, Exactly what I expected from Sean Sears right there. Uh, Some humor. Uh, but some serious mix, mixed in. We have zero idea what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. All right, uh, but we do have an idea of what has happened around the NFL in terms of free agency. Who else have, has made some splashes on day one? Uh, we'll get an opportunity uh, to talk about that Jones. next. Leading you right into Mark Grody at 9 o'clock. He's going to take you into Adam Szynski free agency coverage all night long right here on 670 The Score, so don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron. We'll be back after this. Well, what do you know? I got an admirer. 
You spend so much time on Twitter, you're not enjoying the better things in life. All those idiots on Twitter. It's Twitter time with Gabe Ramirez. I only know one know one thing. Can you cuss on Twitter? I give a rat's ass about Twitter. To be brutally honest, I'm not a Twitter guy. Let's scroll through some tweets. Chirp, chirp. Twitter time is my way of running around the sports world and talking about things quickly so we don't waste a whole segment on it. Essentially, with a, with a, with a sprinkle of... With a little salt bay of, of, of pop culture in there. You know salt what I'm saying? Bay, okay. Even though I'll never pay that much money for that. Uh, but that's what <laughs> we're doing right now. First up, this one sure, sure. from our guy, Cam Ellis, at Kingsley Ellis on Twitter. says, everyone's grumpy at the Bears, but waking up with big spending plans only to immediately get sticker shock and then leave the store with just one item is too deeply relatable for me to blame mm. them. <laughs> I get that. I think uh, Adam Rank was talking about that same thing. Even though, even though Sean Sears said that he would buy the $50 Portillo's chocolate cake shake if that were the case. <laughs> yeah. I was that, hungry uh, enough, man, maybe. Love that little uh, metaphor, that analogy, that parallel that Adam Rank gave us. Yeah, a couple of them. The I yeah. was like, you're you queuing that up right uh, now. These are, right? these are pretty good. But sure, sure. I get it, man. All right, next up, um, this is from the NBA Central. It says, Stephen A. Smith and Kendrick Perkins believe Joel Embiid should win MVP over Nikola Jokic. Now, he was the first player since Will Chamberlain to have a – 30-20-10 uh, triple-double. And, you know, Kendrick's big on saying that Jokic pads his stats. But if you watch his game, he's just like a real basketball player. He just happens to be in a seven-footer's body. Yeah. You I mean, know what I mean? Just, he's excellent. You know, I mean, regardless of that, but like, I don't know. Russell Westbrook was padding his stats the year he won MVP also, man, when won he it, averaged though. a triple-double. Right. Yeah, he won it. <laughs> yeah, so, I am so bad at him. It'll be and Steven Adams literally handing him rebounds a bunch of times Here so you can get another triple-double. Tap it to you mm-hmm. so you can get another one. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if Jokic could win his third straight. That'll be an, an incredible feat. Sure, sure. Uh, next up, this from NFL. Uh, the Bears continue to add weapons around Justin Fields. Marcus Spears says, if you don't think that Justin Fields can be Jalen Hurts, then you ain't been watching football. <laughs> Do you agree with that statement that he can be uh, at least as good as Jalen Hurts? At least, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe. I've been saying it because uh, credit to Lawrence Holmes, man. Lawrence has been on this, you know, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields thing since two seasons ago when Jalen Hurts was just first starting to, in his second season, develop a bit in Philadelphia. I said that to Lawrence then, and and I believe it now. Justin Fields is just a more a more naturally gifted passer then Jalen Hurts. And so if the Bears continue to surround Justin Fields with more talent, more playmakers, have him in that same system, then yeah, no doubt. Chirp, chirp. Uh, this from Mike Garofalo on Twitter says, the Raiders are closing in on a, seven hours ago, closing in on a deal with quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Sources say after six seasons and a Super Bowl appearance with the Niners, Jimmy G is on his way to Vegas, the site of this season's Super Bowl to reunite with Josh McDaniels. Now, the funny thing there is that Devontae Adams, you saw his tweet, speaking of Twitter time, He's like, I did not. if I ain't talked to you in the last three weeks, oh. I ain't saying bleep, uh. bleep, bleep. <laughs> So don't ask me about this, uh-huh. basically. So people are okay. saying, is it a cryptic tweet? You know, kind of like. But it's funny because I saw something on, on Instagram where it was like, you know how they do this whenever there's a move that's made? It's like, mm-hmm. the Raiders offense now. Uh-huh. And I'm like, it's the same offense. It's just it's just Jimmy G instead it's of Jimmy G, Derek yeah. Carr. I don't, right. I don't think it's really going to be any difference. And then my favorite tweet that surrounded that move was, um, Raiders odds before Jimmy G to win the Super Bowl plus four thousand. The Raiders odds to win the Super Bowl after Jimmy G 
plus 4,000. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't move the needle for Simple, here we go. <laughs> was great. I was like, oh, this is this is great. No one believes in whatever's happening. Sure, sure. Hey, good to see him there nonetheless. I love when guys move because they always have a chip on their shoulders, so we'll be able to see there. Um, let's see. Uh, this from Jeff Kerr from CBS. Our guy says the Eagles are making a push to re-sign C.J. Gardner-Johnson. How important is it? I mean, do you feel like re-signing your guys so that that way you can get back to the promised land is the move? Or do you feel like, you know, shuffling pieces is something that you have to constantly be doing in the NFL? You would pr- prefer to be able to draft guys, develop guys internally, have guys sign multiple deals with your team. Pretty frequently, the way it works out, there is a level of, of contract control that comes with that, too, where you're not often overpaying for a guy who you maybe developed internally and helps you keep your job. There's some job security involved in that, too, where it feels like you're evaluating talent very well, that you're drafting people who stay in-house. And so when you got homegrown talent, it, it does well for the fan base, does well for yeah. the way free agents view you. So if you have key free agents who you're looking to add to things, they're a little more likely to sign with you where they feel like, you know what? They're willing to pay guys. They bring somebody in. They take care of them. So all those things end up being positives. Development and the Bears. We're trying to get used to saying those two hmm. things in the same sure, sentence. Sure. Next up, this is from Adam Schefter. Miami is giving former Jets quarterback Mike White a two-year deal worth up to $16 million. Mike White obviously uh, crushed the Bears for that one game uh, this last season. <laughs> but, hey, man, you can get paid to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. That yeah. is for certain. Two years, $16 million? Hey. I mean, Chase Daniel gonna mess around and leave the TV booth and, and come back, you know, get head, get did out of the studio. He's, he's getting $16 million? Hey, I could throw the ball. Hall of Famer at the <laughs> bank, man. And Mike White, he's a little bit of insurance. Just see what happens with two in Miami. Hey, you know, the, he'll be a fan favorite nonetheless. In regards to Mike Glennon, Mike Glennon is our starting quarterback. <laughs> There's no quarterback competition when Mitch gets here. Glennon is our starting quarterback. Wow. Chirp, chirp. That hurt to, to just listen to right there. Oh. Uh, that one really hurt my soul. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, this from Jordan Severa says, so jealous for fins up. It's seemingly every move the Dolphins make is one I completely agree with. David Long is an all-pro-worthy linebacker. If he can remain healthy, he'll play the Roquan role for Vic. Uh, just get the big bodies up front to protect Long and let him roam. Such a good move. Do you agree with that? David Long uh, going to the Miami Dolphins? I like him. He's yeah. a good football player. Yeah, you're looking for value. You're looking for talented guys. And Vic Fangio, he is a high-level Defensive mind, as Bears fans know. Should be a good one. Sure, All right, sure. last one here. Uh, this from Dove Kleiman says uh, the Giants are signing former Colts linebacker Bobby Okarike per the rap sheet. I know that's somebody the Bears fans thought would be, end up uh, on our sidelines, but the Giants stepped in. Another defensive uh, uh, team that's looking to, uh, to add to their D. Uh, did you think he was going to end up a Bear? Possibility is always there. He would have been a, a value sort of proposal, yeah. like TJ Edwards esque, essentially. But instead of going with multiple value propositions at linebacker, they went with one value guy in Edwards and then went out and broke the bank for Edmonds. Edmonds, very talented guy. Hope you get even more out of him with what may be proposed as a position switch with the Bears. And I'll say this too the DJ Moore signing that we got to talk about a little bit a couple of times here. Doesn't guarantee the Bears are all in on Justin Fields, but you would do at least see. All right, we're bolstering the offensive line. We got another receiver. So now the depth at that spot, like we were talking about Friday, looks very different now. So you at least are giving Justin Fields an opportunity for a more fair evaluation of his development. I'll I'll steal a line from, I'll steal a thing from Adam Rank. You know, I'll act right for you, baby. 
But if if you don't act right, I'm gonna leave you. <laughs> I'm gonna do everything you want me to do. I'm gonna wash these dishes. I'm gonna wash these dishes. I'm gonna go and put away the laundry. But if you're still acting up, I'm gonna leave you. And I feel like you're right. That's where the bears are at right now. Thank you. My last one. And I, how did you know I had one more? Even though I said that was the last one. Sierra showed up to the Vanity Fair Oscar party looking dazzling in a sheer sequin gown alongside NFL quarterback husband Russell. Did you see Sierra at the at the Oscars? I didn't. Oh man, let me just while we're wrapping this up, play the play the rap. Sounds like I should have seen her. Okay, uh, I don't see a whole lot of clothes on Sierra, but all right. I ain't mad at you. You allowed to wear that in public? Uh, okay. Oh, well, her, she's with her man do right you, there. Do you think, Sierra? You know? Mr. Unlimited's girl. That's right. I think. Automatic can, can, I make a less, can I make a less ride joke right now? Yes. No, 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 no I'm not going to do it. All right. Hypnotic <laughs> and funky fresh. We're about to get up out of here. Do yourself a favor. Go ahead and Google that. Uh, <laughs> shout out to our guests today, Patrick Finley, Adam Rank, Teron Davenport. Shout out to Sean Sears. Did a fantastic job today, man. We appreciate you. And it is always a pleasure to be on. I always yes, feel sir. smarter by the time I get off the air with you. Um, so have a good night, man. Always a grand old time. It is. All right. Uh, do not forget, Mark Grody going to be Gross. holding you down from 9 to midnight. Then Adam Szynski taking Stars. care of you after that. That's what we do on The Score. We keep you updated with live and local coverage. Mi gente, my people, hasta la próxima. Until next time, I am Gabe Ramirez. He is Anthony Heron. And this it's Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.